Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, can you imagine that the moon may support a population of a thousand, with over ten thousand people visiting each year by 2040? Or how about having the moon support industries such as construction, energy, steel procurement, communications, and even tourism and medicine? Now, it may seem a little out of reach at this point in time, but that is the belief of our guest for today, iSpace. Now, founded in 2010, iSpace is a global lunar resource development company that specializes in designing and building lunar landers and rovers. It was also the first space startup to go public via an IPO in Japan this year. Now, the firm aims to extend the sphere of human life into space by providing high-frequency, low-cost transportation services to the moon. Now, aside from transportation, iSpace was also tasked by various space agencies to collect lunar regolith and extract water on the moon. So far, it has more than 200 employees worldwide, offices in Japan, Luxembourg, and the US. But question is, what is the value of space exploration, and to what extent does Singapore has a role to play in the emerging lunar economy? Well, for more, let's speak to Jenna Tiwana, senior business development and strategy advisor at iSpace Incorporation. Jenna, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Great to have you on board. And we've briefly talked about how iSpace is this publicly listed global lunar resource development company uh, specializing in building lunar landers, rovers, but also at the same time extracting water and soil from the moon. So how would you then describe your value proposition and business model? Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, when people think of space, immediately a lot of people think of more the science aspect and perhaps less of the business aspect. Um, so the value proposition, proposition of iSpace is really that You know, humans have always been really curious about space and beyond, and exploring beyond Earth is really inevitably going to happen. Um, and we, uh, iSpace, believe in a future where the Earth and Moon is one ecosystem, right? So right now, Earth is our main focus, um, but we're really keen to expand what humans call home. And really, this isn't going to be sustainably done until we have the space resources and the satellite-based infrastructure around our celestial bodies, so the moon and the Earth, um, to support life. Um, and so the moon is really strategically important for for many reasons. First one is to help life on Earth by things like, as you said, exploring water um, and then splitting that into hydrogen and oxygen. Oxygen obviously can be used for many things also to support human life on, on the moon and beyond, but things like satellite refueling. So when we have GPS on our phone um, or we are looking at Earth observations, so looking at where tornadoes are coming and all these weathers coming, um, all these satellites in, in orbit uh, require fuel to stay there. And so some of those resources we can start bringing from the moon to really keep that going. Um, and so iSpace's value proposition and business model is really centered around this Earth-Moon ecosystem, exploring what's on the moon, both to set up a civilization on the moon, as you uh, outlined in your intro, um, but also to help Earth. And our business model right now is is mainly around um, selling payload services. So we take things to the moon for people um, and and data and partnership services. So then data, um, selling what we know about the moon to people and, and partnership, working with some amazing partners that want to get their get their name on the moon and get their technology up there too. 
So that's that's kind of what we do at iSpace, um, but appreciate it's it's a bit nebulous. <laughs> Don't mind me following up a little bit to talk about your mm. customers or partners because I know iSpace has a number of contracts with various agencies. Talk about the likes of European Space Agency, NASA as well. What is the relationship between private space companies like yourself and the government? And what is the role of governments in the countries you operate in in terms of sustaining your financial viability? Yeah, so recently government space agencies are contracting private companies for space exploration services due to things like decreased cost, increased speed, um, and among lots of other benefits to do with risk as well. Um, So we welcome this trend and we really look forward to working with more opportunities, both to serve the governments and the private sector. Um, And, you know, we aim to work with governments from all over the world. Um, And so I think it's going to be a balance where, especially in the early phases, governments will likely be the very end customer of a lunar economy. But we're seeing increased momentum of commercial sector wanting to get involved. And companies like iSpace are really enabling that and supporting that trend because previously it was obviously very difficult to get to the moon, very infrequent. Whereas iSpace, we are aiming to establish that very strong, reliable, frequent logistics link. So if you do want to go to the moon, whether you're any government, around the world or you're a commercial company um you can get a ride up there fairly easily um it's not seen as something that's inaccessible anymore so we work with governments a lot on the transportation side but we see increased momentum of people wanting to also do experiments that will think about the next phase of exploration so right now we're doing a lot of tech demos for things like water splitting and batteries and so these companies and agencies are really pioneering testing and establishing their base on the moon early um so when when we do have humans there we already know that they are living in a safe environment and have a reliable technology that they can uh, they can depend on hmm. as you were speaking it seems like the moon is really open for business now and uh, if if we look at a report by the business insider jenna nasa is tagging private firms the likes of spacex blue origin nokia to develop solutions for its lunar missions and it is a market that is set to be worth over 100 billion us dollars the question is we know a lot of the emphasis so far has been put on the international space station the low earth orbit why are businesses including iSpace, looking at the moon right now. You talk a little bit more about that ecosystem. Tell us a bit more about, about that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think it's it's partly been, um, it's triggered by a few kind of factors coming from both government, but also from the private sector. So obviously we all know that, for example, Elon Musk has a vision to go to Mars and so do a lot of other people on Earth. Um, and the moon is a great stepping stone and a gateway to get beyond the moon. Um, And so for a lot of people, the moon is this proving ground of where you would test important resources, uh, which could enable us to go beyond that. Uh, It's a lot to do with the government. So obviously, governments change very frequently in in a lot of countries. Um, And so this whole space industry really is actually very susceptible to changing priorities. But the moon is kind of at this point now where the stars are aligning where we see record amounts of funding to support companies like iSpace, where people really back our vision. We see agencies increasing their their focus on exploration and actually that being sustained across presidents and and administrations. Um, And then lastly, we see the customers recognizing all of that and therefore creating the demand to need to go to the moon. So it, it 
I wouldn't say it's just one big driving factor. Obviously, certain countries or companies have a bit more influence, but it's all these things are finally kind of coming together where um, the demand is there, the funding is there, and then that's all kind of encompassed by the government, um, putting together things like regulatory frameworks and and things like that to, to enable it. Mm, and don't mind me following up just a little bit more, Jenna. Is there a reason mm. why people are now looking further at the moon rather than, you know, the low Earth orbit or the ISS that has traditionally been an area where there's been a lot of business activity. Yeah, and I think I think it will definitely be both. I think the low Earth orbit is is always going to be important for us. It provides us a perspective of Earth that we can't really get anywhere else. I think this is really just a nod to the fact that space in general is expanding, right? So previously where we had to kind of uh, channel our resources into one place, and rightly so. It was it was Earth orbit to help prevent natural disasters and things like that. Um, now we think we can we can go beyond that. So we've really the ISS was the again a bit like how the Moon is the proving ground for Mars and beyond. The ISS was the proving ground for the Moon. Um, and so we did a lot of experiments in the ISS. We learned a lot of the from the research that our wonderful astronauts all did up there. Um, and so that has provided us a lot of insight into when humans get to the moon, how we need to look after their health, their mental health, um, you know, the kind of food that they need to eat, uh, you know, all, all these kind of safety measures we need to put in place. So the ISS was always, I think, a stepping stone to further exploration, just like the moon actually is a stepping stone to even further exploration. So in my in my view, Earth orbit, including the ISS and other space stations will always be important and will always need them, especially to really benefit our life on Earth. But they can also be used as a as a kind of stepping stone to turn our turn our view outwards beyond beyond earth orbit too mm, and as you mentioned bringing some of those uh, materials from the moon back to the low earth orbits for fuel right um and let's take a look at the business environment in which you operate in in particular industry positioning agenda to what extent do you think that there is an appetite for smaller private space firms uh, aside from the likes of SpaceX, Blue Origin, or even you know AWS Aerospace? Uh, what is iSpace positioning against the bigger boys in this regard? Yeah, it's a it's a great question and something that we constantly grapple with. <laughs> um, space is very fast paced and changing very often, so we're constantly looking out for this. Um, right now. The momentum that you see going to the moon over the like few years that we're in right now is mainly focused on agencies heading there. So Chandrayaan from the uh, ISRO, the Indian Space Organization, um, landed there recently. I think Russia previously had an attempt. So right now, the momentum is very much around agencies and small lunar lander companies, iSpace, which is a small lunar lander company. Um, but there definitely are our technologies coming online from companies like SpaceX, for example, Starship. Starship is meant to be one of the biggest launch vehicles ever. And it will really, you know, again, similar to iSpace, open up the, the lunar logistics market. Um, we see as us working in harmony with them. You know, we don't plan to transport humans to the moon. We, we plan to continue doing exploration and learning about what's there. So when we need, when we identify an area of particular resource interest we can go grab it or we can go extract it we can make it useful for humans um, in the most in the most sustainable way that we can um, but we really see us coexisting so we're very aware that there are the other players such as SpaceX and Blue Origin um, 
their vehicles are just a completely different size to ours. Um, we're also thinking about mobility in some of the later on markets. Um, so yeah, I think we'll get to a world where we we coexist um, and have our own have our own kind of spaces. It's a little bit like you know, if you're trying to get to a remote village in a new country, it's you would take the plane somewhere and then you can potentially take a taxi somewhere, right? So all these different models we're exploring of how iSpace and, and our competitors fit together. Um, but our focus for now is just making sure people can get their ride to the moon and get the information they need because there's so much we don't know at the moment about the moon. Exactly. And on that note, let's um, take us back to Earth, right, and take a look at your global footprint, Jenna. I understand iSpace is present in major space hubs, including Japan and the US, and in fact, you're in Tokyo right now. So what about Singapore? How can Singapore have a role in this uh, emerging lunar economy, and how does Singapore fit in uh, iSpace's bigger business plans? Yeah, I get this question a lot from um, all these wonderful countries that want to have a role, but potentially don't see you know, Luna reflected as a priority in their ambitions and so on. Um, and so my response is these companies can use iSpace as a way to get there, right? Previously, we were a little bit constrained by government agencies, geopolitical relationships, and to some degree that that's still that's still relevant. But what the private sector is opening up is this real new world where you have an alternative option to get to the moon. So um, in terms of what Singapore's role is, iSpace's vision is anything we have on Earth, anything you need on Earth, you will need on the moon, right? We're humans. We have established the way life on Earth is it is for a reason. Um, and so anything that, that Singapore particularly spikes in, whether that be, you know, pharmaceuticals or kind of sustainable energy, all these things are going to be incredible important for the moon as well and so what i always say to to company countries that are currently not looking to head to the moon or fairly early on in their journey um is identifying your country where where you think your reputation building spikes are as a country um and there will be a place for you on the moon right and that's something that you will already be ahead of because you already have this this earthbound heritage so the things that we are already strong on as a as a hum humanity or as humans on the on the Earth's surface, we don't need to reinvent the wheel when we get to the moon. So there is definitely a place for Singapore. Um, I think it's identifying where Singapore's strengths are, and then really making sure that in this window of opportunity we have, where we're starting to establish this new human economy. Um, making sure it's things like testing testing technology early so when these big contracts come mm. around you're already proven and things like that but Singapore definitely has a place um, as does every country and really I think every country should bring their own uniqueness because the moon is everyone's not just not just the big players or the more developed space nations. Hmm. So how does Singapore fit in your future plans, if I may ask? And uh, more broadly, what are some future plans for iSpace for the rest of this year and into the next? Yeah, so we're we're growing our um our APAC presence for sure. Um right now, even though we're Japan-based, we're working increasingly with with Asian markets. Um so we are speaking to Singapore players. Obviously, I can't disclose who they are, um, but we are speaking to to Singapore players that are really um a lot of space companies that want to actually replicate their business on the moon. Um, so, you know, the space companies that kind of already exist uh, are things like providing comms and providing Earth observation. Um, and lunar observation is definitely a thing. So we can we can also do that, um, 
do that on the moon. Um, but we're definitely growing our APAC presence. We don't want to just stay constrained to the countries that we have a global pre- the, an office presence in. Um, and really, as I was mentioning, like things like sustainable energy, which um, to my knowledge, Singapore is very good at, better than some of the other big cities in the world. Um, this is going to be so important for, for the future of iSpace, right? Because we don't want to create this world where we aren't thinking about a circular, sustainable economy. We want to make sure we're using resources effectively. Um, and really, if we can crack how we use things sustainably, things like energy sustainably on the moon, which we have to because we can't just burn fossil fuels on the moon, um, that technology can then help us on Earth. And so you create this very nice loop where countries that are already excelling in something on the Earth take it take it to the moon um get we develop it we use it for the expansion of humanity and then we bring it back down to earth to also benefit on our earth bearing humans as well so um you know it's a very nice loop but i think you know from what to my knowledge um and you should correct me if i'm wrong but uh singapore's strengths are things like as i said like sustainable energy and pharmaceuticals and um and and several other industries but those are the two that i think mm-hmm. really there's also a bit of a gap in the market for at the moment um, for a country to excel in on the moon. So I would start there, but that's just me. <laughs> well, certainly exciting days. And I think after this conversation, the moon doesn't seem that far away after all. Thanks a lot, Jenna. That was Jenna Tiwana, Senior Business Development and Strategy Advisor at iSpace Incorporation. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.